Oh. It's a beautiful bottle of whiskey. Is that 14 years old? Yes, sir. Nice, nice. That's how I age. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about this before? Um, we were talking about podcasting and you're hosting. You don't know the person you want to try to. That was nice. That's it. <laughs> we, we need to start like our own ASMR uh, channel and just like whiskey corking. Ooh, yeah. Whiskey corking, sipping. There will be a lot of that. Uh, good for you to finally join us, Jameson. Gone for like what? I got I got held up. All right, the Italians. Okay, are you familiar with the Italians? You know, yeah, it's, the it's my grandma. Yes, she's a guinea. <laughs> <laughs> why don't white racism is That's making it come? Oh yes, okay. I love it. Um, it needs to. So you know, I, my friend wanted to like get some food, and like this was a couple hours before you know you were gonna show up. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we go to this Italian restaurant, and these motherfuckers. Like, take 45 minutes to make me a goddamn sandwich. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. I, yeah. I don't know. Every restaurant's going through that right now. Like, we're all short staffed. Oh my God. It's just, it's funny how it's those people who quit their jobs. Cause I work in restaurants. Oh, yeah. We're all just drug addicts and like borderline homeless, half of us. Yeah. And the other half <laughs> are illegal pieces. Oh, yeah. No, it's so funny. Like, where, where I work, it's just like, Half are like over the age, you got youngins, like you were saying, uh, either druggies, uh, 15 year old managers that are in charge of like, yeah, adults, yeah. You know, at, at, at like one o'clock in the morning, you know, and they're like, okay, if we don't have orders, I'm gonna be doing my English paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely worked in a lot of places where, like, now I'm 23, so a lot of like the people who are going into middle management mm. are just 20 year olds making a mistake. Because yeah. I've tried to do that too, just like kitchen supervising and shit, and it's so much stress for so little. Yeah, and you get like a, 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 an extra dollar. Like they, they ask yeah. me that at Starbucks. I'm like, no, I've, I've seen what I would have to do. I, this is a, a shithole place. I'm not yeah. Doing that. I was making 19 an hour, and I learned occupational Spanish at 20. I don't think <laughs> that's not a fair yeah. trade. Like, I should have been getting uh, some more compensation, but it's also like, the greasier the wheel, the more grease it gets. Like you, you need to ask for what you want, especially from a job. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. just expect them to just hand it because like, oh, he's not asking for it. He doesn't realize he's worth a lot more. Let's just keep that under the wraps. Yes, yeah. and that's all business is. It's not that they don't like you as a person. It's just that they, you know. There's financial incentive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and their bonuses and shit. And I've had managers who are skeevy, but still good people to your face, but they're gonna like, Try to keep hours low so you don't get health benefits. Oh yeah, they're looking. They're looking after you know their body. Their body. Yeah, mom and pop shops are like really the pieces of shit. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, because I remember at the start of the pandemic, everyone was like, you know, support local business, support mom and pop shops. But their bottom line is so strict. They're working their fifteen-year-old kid after he gets home from school, or like they're. They're doing some. The margins are slim, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I still have that thought in the back of my head, like, oh, there's old Mister and Mrs. Johnson that's been running the general store for fifty years. Yeah. They're so old and sweet, you know. Not the case. Uh, they yeah. will exploit the shit out of you, dude. <laughs> like a like a Bosa donuts. Oh no, Bosa. I love Bosa too, but it's like you know that those are franchisees who yeah. came over as refugees, probably like during the nineties or something. And did you watch that documentary Donut King? No, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it, so, it, it, it's like saying like during that time, like same time frame, like 
about what was it like ninety percent of all donut shops in like LA were owned by Cambodian refugees. Because one guy had the idea, was like, all right, these Cambodians want to get a better life. I'm going to bring them over, and they're in charge of running a donut shop. And he did that to, like, every single Cambodian family that he could possibly do. Yeah. It was, like, what, 95% at one point were all owned. <laughs> yeah. He actually, the pink donut boxes that we all know in the Southwest was because the pink dye in the boxes was nine cents cheaper by the hundred dozen or whatever. Oh, so when he was go. ordering the cases, he was saying $2 and they had pink boxes. Right. And then it became like the signature, like LA, Nevada, like, Arizona. Yeah, thing. That's, that's culture, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a breaking bad with the math, you know, if it's the blue stuff, you know, it's good with the donuts, if it's the pink stuff. Color identification is really big with people. You know, yeah, like any branding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably with dogs too, you know? Like uh, my dad's old dog hated my Lordies. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, just it, couldn't stand it's it. It's not even a joke. Yeah. My dad was black and uh, they they had to put the dog down because yeah. anytime. My dad's like, yeah, we had to put Snuffy down because anytime she yeah. saw a person like a darker, like a dark complexion of that whiskey or darker, she would go crazy and we had to put her down. For hate crimes. Yeah. yeah. put down a yeah. dog for hate crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so anytime like he sees a pit bull now, he like looks around because he he's used to snuffy. His his dog is like like fanboys like okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad I'm this color, but right. my friend might not be so lucky. Yeah. You know? That'd be a cool like Air Bud remix of that movie, <laughs> A Time to Kill, a puppy for eight rounds. <laughs> oh shit! Is it cool if I steal a shot from that? Please, please do. Be great if, like, you know, we have like one of those feel good movies where this racist dog learns to unhate black people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like in the beginning, it's just fucking mauling like kids, like black kids. <laughs> that would be all like subtitle comedy. Oh. I love subtitle comedy. Yeah. Uh, the movie Kung Pao Winter the Fist. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen Kung that show? Yeah. So fucking funny. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen that. I'm not a big it's movie a, guy. It's like a remastered dub over of an old. Like bad kung fu movie. Oh, okay. This sounds like so they did. Com- yeah, green screens and like cut in. So it's completely like a new storyboard, but it's fucking hilarious. I, I love like shitty movies. Like like one of my favorite movies is uh, Who Killed Captain Alex. I think that's the title of it. Never seen it. It's a Uganda movie. Uganda, <laughs> dude. Though it's it, it's a diamond in the rough. The whole thing's on YouTube too, and it's like one of my favorite movies of all time because it's. Oh, yeah. It's actually surprisingly good for the budget, but then like sometimes I'll do like special effects, you know, like a helicopter crashing, and it's just comical, you know. Right. Oh, I love it, you know. Yeah. Oh, shit. If you were to be born in any other country besides America, where would you choose? With your knowledge of the world and now, like born in ninety. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. My my first one's in Japan because like I'm half Japanese and lived there, but then. I also know like the actual culture there and the paperwork oh, yeah. of just moving or something like. Yeah, and um, I'm not. They are xenophobic, but that's like most Asian, like these Asian cultures. Openly rape, like it's cool if it's open racism. The guy shouldn't pass. It's an open like, hey, if you're coming here and you're an English teacher from America. Fuck yourself. Yeah, but it's yeah. weird because like they're xenophobic, but they're also. Like, I, it's mostly with the old heads, I want to say. But even then, like, um, as long as you respect... The, the main part is as long as you're respectful. They're, they're so nice back. Everything's respectful, which is why, 
Logan Paul fucked up for white people over there. I don't know if you guys remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you seen the clip? I've seen it on like TikTok. It was uh, Goldwing. Yeah, the rapper. He was like, I love Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I love Japan. Uh, you, you ever been? And Paul's just like, uh, oh, is this a sore topic? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like, he, he had no idea. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, my bad. Yeah, I had a buddy living over and he was an English teacher, like, lived here as a lot of their being an English teacher. And uh, I asked him about it, I was like, dude, I'm getting so many looks walking down the street because they think I'm like one of, like, another uh, Logan Paul. Oh, Like, really? he might do it. Damn. Well, what is he looking like? Because if... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to use that. <laughs> you need to get, like, a camera, right? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Just there. Right. Uh... Yeah, I went to Mexico one time, but it was a border town in uh, San Luis, Sonora. So Sonora is right below us yeah. from Arizona. So it was like a three-hour drive down there, and we stayed over just one night. And I stayed with two like born Mexican guys who came over and worked thesis, got married, did the whole paper shit. And when we went over and we like stayed with one of their families. I was trying to be like a good American. I was trying to set, I was representing culture, really, yeah. Of all of America, white, black, doesn't matter. Like, Just American umbrella. Because they see, yeah, all Americans is the same. It's weird, like, within your own country, you see race, but when they're foreigners, you're like, I don't know, if I met a white guy from Uganda, yeah. I'd be like, he's Uganda. So it's just, the culture is all the same within the shared people. Yeah. No. But it's funny how in America we don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it, is, it is funny. Not not to take away, but like going back to the Japan segment real fast. Yeah, yeah. When I was like on the subways, if um, you have like naturally blonde hair or like red hair or like a black guy, they they like treat you like an idol. Really? Yeah, they're like, cause it's so Even if you're balding? Because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a red, like I'm a strawberry blonde. Oh, I mean, if you grew it out a little more, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like a, a, when, my, when my black friends say they, they would go, and they're really respectful about it because it's so homogenized over there. Like, they're like, can we take a picture with you? Or like, they, and they're like, ask, they're always super respectful. Yeah. They're like, can, can I touch your hair? You know, because like they just don't see that. It's like seeing a green person here. Yeah, it's just, yeah. they've never, yeah. And it's so fun. It's so funny. Like, it is. Because it means so well too, and it's just like that way the culture is over there. Everyone over there has like black, brown hair. Who was the first black person you met? <laughs> well, I, I I grew up in America. I like no, no. Like, I'm trying to think of it too, and like the first one that comes to mind is like one of my classmates that we became friends in kindergarten. But that's because my family's white. My extended family is white. Actually, wait, no. My adopt one of my adopted cousins. Yeah, he was black when I was a kid, so it must have been there, but it didn't just it just didn't register because it's like, oh, that's my cousin Derek. Yeah, I don't remember the first black yeah. guy I met. I remember the first midget I met was black. Oh, whoa, dude! And I pushed it because I thought I, I didn't I, like. I saw him like we were walking down Jacksonville, <laughs> and I, I saw him, and I'm like, what is that? You know? And I was because I was like, I've never seen a per- I've never seen a midget before. And I thought it was weird, so I went up and I went. And he's like, hey, yo, what you doing, big man? And I was like, uh, and then he, he like, talked. I was like, uh, and, like, I no. up. Did you say, hey, what's up, hot major? No. <laughs> no, I honestly thought I was just like, 
I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know? And he, he scared me because I didn't expect him to talk back. I was like, what did you think he was? Like, I didn't think he was real. I thought I was like hallucinating or something because I was like, what is it? Some kind of golem or something, right? Why is this? He looks like a man, but he's short. He's like, he's almost just. I'm almost as tall as him, like, what's what's going on, you know? Yeah. That was an awkward, I put my parents in a lot of awkward uh, positions. He has a pot of gold schlager. Well, yeah, I thought, it, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, it, 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 it happens, though, it happens. But, yeah, that is funny. I, uh, for some reason, my neighborhood, uh, I was born over in Glendale in Victoria, but I moved over here when I was nine, eight, nine years old, and there's a whole lot of Middle Eastern families who live around, like, right in the Clintock, and that's where I, my family lived for a while. Right. And it, I don't know, it was just interesting growing up with like a lot of people in the neighborhood being Middle Eastern, because you just smell curry every night. You don't know which house it's coming from. But you know, it's somewhere around. And it's, it smacks. You like, you like if it's really quiet at night, you can kind of hear a sort of ticking sound, and you're like, wait, what's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, shut up. Also, that's that's a unique like Arizona thing, right? Cicadas. Where else are cicadas? Well, really? We got cicadas in Texas. Oh, they're yeah, huge Texas. in Japan, which is like really the, the, everywhere oh, in Japan. It, yeah, Japan's like so like every and you have a bunch of different kinds of cicadas. Then uh, one of the favorite like games of this, like it's so soothing when you're just relaxing um, on a tatami mat, which is just like a bamboo mat. You have the windows out open so like the wind is breezing through. Every once in a while you get that nice wind of breeze in here. And one of the funnest games that uh, like as a kid that we would play is like how many times is it gonna go in the ee uh, sound until yeah. it ends, you know, and we'd all be like, that's 13, 9, and then like I remember one of them went up to like 14, 13, wow. and we all lost our minds. Like, <laughs> oh, oh shit. That's funny. When I was in elementary school, we had a lot of cicadas at my elementary, and one of my friends <laughs> took my brother's backpack out of class. They were in fifth grade. They were already just, like, leaving class early. <laughs> and they just took my brother's backpack that had nothing in it, pretty much, and they just went up to a tree and, like, scraped off all the cicada skins because it was in, like... The molting season. The molting oh, okay. season, yeah, where they're, like, shedding their... I don't know how to say in English. I was about to say cascara. It's like shell, exoskeleton, yeah, yeah, and they they just filled up his backpack with dead cicada skin, and it was just it was rough. And he got home from the bus, and he opened up his backpack, and I hear it from his room like, "What the fuck?" Is oh, that's, this? that's nothing. I, I put a, a sheep heart in uh, this one girl's uh, pencil bag. A I, sheep heart? Because yeah, I was in anatomy and physiology. In her Hello Kitty bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did this all the time because like we get a cow's eye, like sheep brain, a dead cat, and we we're supposed to toss everything after that dissection. I'm like, dude, this is no way. I'm gonna keep this. So like throughout the year, like um, uh, before that, like I was going to football practice. No, yo, yo, yo. How did you? Retain. He's just walking around with his bloody heart. Is it on the dress? It's like staining his body. Oh, yeah, no, no. So <laughs> my, my anatomy class was the first class of the day. So anytime I knew we had a dissection, I bring very Ziploc bags depending on like what size. You're a you fucking psychopath. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. Laid it out on the way, like on the bus right over. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 everyone's like just throwing stuff because like we're receivers and running backs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then I'm, I'm just taking on the heart, like, here, catch. Instinction. Because I'm pulling it and then squeeze the brain. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And then uh, so there's this girl that, um, uh, back in the, uh, it's actually Jake, her and I still talk. Uh, we have really, uh, and then, um, yeah, her and I still talk. So, uh, I always knew during math class she had a, a binder or like a little bag of like 3,500 colored pencils and markers for notes, you know, you know, the time. So I'm like, I know she's going to reach for it eventually. So when she went up to the bathroom, she always went to the bathroom like yes. right before. So I had 1142 a.m. Jane leaped to the bathroom. Dude, yeah, yeah. you had it closed. I would just wait. I would just wait. And then in the middle of class, it's all quiet. She goes, and she like opens up, looks, feels something. Because I sat right next to her, she looks at it for like a good second, and then screams, throws it up in the air, and it lands on the uh, desk in front of us. And I was like, "Oh, how, how did I get there? What, what is that?" You know. And luckily, our teacher that year—that was her final year, so like she honestly just didn't give a shit, and right. she was just laughing too. But yeah, I love anatomy and physiology. Yeah, me, me too. I went to, uh, I went to. A trade school, Pima Medical Institute. Uh, Shout out, I still owe the money. And yeah, I, yeah. I went for medical assisting. And with medical assisting, it's like nine month course and then five weeks of unpaid externship, which is uh, that's right. yeah, just working at like a doctor's office. And my grades were very good in there because it was the first time I cared about school because I was paying for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna get what I put into it. So I put everything, I got good grades, and I went to a surgical office. Like a, a, it was started off as like a family practitioner who was just doing small shit back in the seventies. But the same doctor just grew his brand, so it's like nine surgeons in the same office, which with a bunch of MAs. So I was working there for like five weeks, and I remember like during any of the surgeries, they'd be like, "Hey, check this shit out," because I'm a student. So they're like, "Hey, look at this," or "This is this nerve," and that's how it connects. And it was way above my head, but. I always enjoyed that. In one surgery, they were fixing someone's ACL or MCL, I forget, but it was like a 45-year-old guy out of shape. But they, like the doctor was good enough where he just did local anesthetic. So it was just his leg was numb. He was still awake. Maybe they fall asleep sometimes during local anesthetic. But I remember he was just under on his leg and I thought he fell asleep. And the doctor was like, hey, do you want to see his patella? I'm like, sure. And I looked and I saw it. He was like, do you want to touch it? Like the patella, the kneecap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, touch it. And the guy just woke up. He was like, you can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I just like. Just kicks. It feels like it feels like the outside of your skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like bones feel like how you would think. I thought he was like gonna be tugging on the muscles, like making no, the cat dance. No. <laughs> but no, check this out. One doctor did do that. He was like, "This nerve is connected from like it was uh someone's like I don't know something happening with like their radial socket over here, like their hip bone. So they were working on that. He was like, "This nerve connects to their big toe," <laughs> and he just like poked it, and their big toe just. Like, it's just like flexed up hey, a little bit. Hey, check this out. This nerve makes him shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was one time when I was, uh, it was like the last week I was there. And 
Everyone has different specialties. There was an anorectal doctor, there was a general practice. And then there was an oncology surgeon. Mm -hmm. Oncology is cancer. Yes. So when I was working with them, uh, one of the patients throughout the week obviously was being diagnosed with cancer. And after the doctor walked in, told them the news, came out a minute later, no fucking time to spare, a minute later telling them, you have cancer. And then just dipping out, he walked out and he asked me at 19 years old, go console this 33-year-old woman what? who has breast cancer for the next hour. <laughs> so I went in there and I was like, anything you need, I'm here. I know I can't offer much, but this is what we have. And that's when you decided to become a comedian, right? Because most people would have a panic attack, but in that moment I was like, Oh shit! Like I, 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 I like stood up and okay, and I just I did it because that's what I was asked. And yeah. then I came out like tears running down my face. Like we connected in there. And he's like, "Who's up for Panera?" <laughs> yeah, 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 it's lunch time for him. Yeah, it was just Tuesday. Yeah, I, I understand. Like it was a good lunch training moment, but what the fuck? I would have, I would have like <laughs> if I were I'm like, hey, so. I'm gonna tell this person I have cancer. Like I would like let you know, like not just throw you in immediately. I'd be like, "This is what your job is today." So it was like an hour ahead of time. Yeah, crap. Not just throw you the because when I shouted out Mayo Clinic, I had to do the same thing too. We had to tell this guy that it was funny because like we were all all we did was see the chart for the patient. So we're like, oh, two packs a day. Of course, this guy has cancer. He's gonna die. We were all making jokes. And then when you actually see the guy, that's the funny thing is like I would do the same shit. Yeah, and like and then you, you make jokes guy. until like you you talk to him. Yeah, and it's just like he, he didn't give a shit that he was gonna have to be in hospice. This whole thing's like okay, but what about my wife? What's oh. what do we do? And I'm like oh, no. And then like right after we all looked at each other and we're like sucks to be him. And then we just went on to the next. I can sure go for the red bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Panera. Uh, but like, I guess yeah. it's like, you gotta have that gallus humor because, like, if you take every case like per- you break, you're not gonna have doctors. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what laughing is. Is it's a coping mechanism. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. So if you don't use it as that, and you're only laughing when people are like making weather jokes, then that's like that's why I can't work in an office. I learned pretty quickly. Like I can't do office culture, especially medical office culture, because it's so, it's Tuesday, let's get Panera. It's so mundane, monotonous, yeah. like, I, I'm going crazy. That's why I like kitchen shits, because when I'm cooking, I can be creative. And when it's I'm pretty cooking, much carefree. It's, it's yeah. the Wild West in most kitchens, baby. When I clock out, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Unless I'm breaking after right now. Right. But, right. Yeah, it's, it, I like being creative. I love cooking, and I want to get into bartending because it's way more money than cooking. Uh, oh, yeah. We yeah. have a bartender said that. Yeah, of, yeah, I got one because I'm like, they can't say I have a problem with addiction if I say I'm doing it as a serious hobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he got into whiskey, right? Oh, That's why he got into whiskey. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm a connoisseur, you see. I'm a <laughs> Drinking out of the bottle. I'm a connoisseur. Well, I was going to say, we have that fucking bartending set. We just drink out of the bottle every day. We don't even, like, use shot glasses. This is the first time these shot glasses have been used. Formula? Uh, how do you like it? Do you like it? Full. I love, no, I mean the whiskey. Fully. I love yeah, you're going to get a full fucking shot. Is this shot. a Japanese whiskey? What is it? It is Oban Scotch. Okay. I, uh, 
I want to do that 23 and me. My sister did it, and it, it's my one ginger sister out of five siblings. Mm. So if anything, that's a mystery. We have close genealogy. So <laughs> when she takes it, I'm just going to look and like see what it is. Because my family's been here since like the 16, 1700s at the latest. Nice. So at what point do you just say, I'm American? I'm not Scottish. I'm not Irish. Yeah. I was born here. My name is Seth. Like it, but it, it is, it's cool to like look back. But how far do we look back? Because if we look back, so if I look back 500 years, then I finally find a region. If I look back 200 years, it's Oklahoma. Yeah, at that point, might as well just go as far back as you can. So we're all black. We're all from Africa. <laughs> I have the impacts. I was exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said good job earlier. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, that is true. There's a D in there, okay? Yeah, no, right? we're, There's a D. It's like calling chocolate an elk nigger. Wait, we haven't talked at all, really, about anything, I feel. This yeah, entire podcast. Yeah, we're yeah. not talking hey, we're, about we're, 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 we're a slot full of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we have, like, a bunch of like, questions to ask you or, like, some topics? Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I try to make notes, but honestly, every episode, we're, like, we're just hugging free all Tell me one of your notes and let's make fun of it. Um, I had an idea to make money, because um, everyone's getting OnlyFans now, right? Okay. And I can't tap into that, you know, at least not the same degree. But do you know about VTubers? Yes, yes. If I can create my own VTuber and get a, like enough of a like, a fan following, like on like Twitch gaming, you know, and then create an OnlyFans for that VTuber. Because you know the website Shatterbait? Yeah. <laughs> huge. Yes. Yeah. Huge. There, there's a Code Melody or something like that? Yeah. And it's, it's just a VTuber. And it's uh, makes a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe some of it was from me. I'm not saying. It. <laughs> but I'm just like this is an untapped market right here because like you see this all the time. Like at least on TikTok, you know, which is I'm, it is weird though because like um, every once in a while, like I'm on Twitter and so I'm gonna have to cut this because your Asian is showing. So yeah, yeah right my now. Asian is showing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop this. Like, up to the cartoons. Yeah, I'm gonna, I will cut this out because I don't like Why? Because if the. the you only have a thousand Instagram based, followers. Based on <laughs> uh, my TikTok algorithm, I am a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> leave it. Because I'll get a bunch of like, uh, dances and I'm like, oh, this girl's cute. And then like I'll swipe like 16. I'm like, oh no. But then these girls are smart. Because now they're building a, a two-year following of scouting, and right when they become eighteen, they become an old. They, they make so much money on only that ba- bad baby money, that Billy yeah. Eilish shit. It's like, that reverse yeah. grooming. There you go. Ooh. Reverse well, that's, that's Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's what I started thinking. Like, if I could start like my own talent agency, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, no, this is just grooming at this point. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Okay, yeah. It, Okay, wait, 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 Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, a podcast 
obviously been gay comic earlier, so I'm oh, so you're, you're gay by proxy. By proxy, my dad's bi and I'm quarter gay. I'm <laughs> 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 feel that. So Dude, <laughs> on, on Tinder one day, my my suggestions just started getting gay, and okay. I I went into my settings and nope. It's just because I was swiping so much. They're like, he must not like women. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, uh, like you keep swiping too, you know. Um, it thinks you're a bot, but I hate it. Like I don't know if you have it on Tinder, where it's just like you have a secret admirer, you got four options. You ever have that? Like sometimes when you're swiping, yeah. So sometimes when you're swiping, you're like, oh, you have a secret admirer. So then there's like four cards that like are blank cards, and you pick one. And if you pick right from one of the, because they're like face down cards, if you pick right, it's a match, and it's a free like super like. So you got like a one in four chance of getting a free like. And there's nothing more demoralizing that than whenever you pick right and it reveals the person, it's either a guy or a fat chick, and you're just like, ah. You see, it's, it's been my strategy to set my profile up as a woman. Because oh. Tinder gives preferential treatment to female profiles. Which so dating app doesn't? It'll, it'll, so it'll yeah. send me out more. I can just pick up on the bisexual chicks that are looking for women anyway. <laughs> so they, they, they already like me. They already like me with their fucking Doc Martens and their cuff pants. <laughs> like, you know, that's my that's my game right there. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll be a female. Why are you just now hearing about the strategy? Oh, I haven't used uh, dating apps in so long. Oh, I'm, I'm falling out of them because I just. Uh, it's not good for your, your esteem. Really, it's not. And like, I, I was texting this one girl who was like pretty cute, but it's. Okay, th- this might be like just my problem, but it's either women I'm not attracted to or women who I am attracted to, but they are broken. You're because, a very good company here. <laughs> I because they they see me and they're like, oh, he's he's a little bad, but he's still put together. And you know, she's <laughs> Ooh, he can roll his Yeah, You know, like yeah, like so they uh, especially Latina women. Yeah. I actually have a new bit. I'll, I'll just say here, I don't care about burning my bits, but um, Latina women love me. I don't know what it is, and I think I figured it out. It's kind of how white women love vampires. He's dangerous. He's gonna bite me and take me away from my family. I look like a border patrol officer. <laughs> so they think, oh, he's dangerous. He can bite me and take me away from my family. And I'm trying to work it out on stage, but a lot of people don't like it because they don't believe that like I like I grew up as the white kid. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'm I know more Spanish than some people who are named Gutierrez. Like, why, what are we talking no, about? No, you, you just gotta embrace that, you know? Embrace yeah. it, 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 it. Like, I'm not trying to, like, critique a bit, but maybe, yeah. like, if you have something ahead of uh, a joke about growing up as, like, the white guy. True. Because yeah. you. Yeah, ease it, ease it into, like, my comfortability. Yeah, because, like, I have, a, I have a, a joke about slurs against Japanese people. And that wasn't working, but then I had a joke about my mom being like Japanese, and then that way they knew I'm like, oh, he can, he has the J pass for Jap, you know? He has the J pass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I've never said this on the podcast, but I'm drunk. Uh, I was, as I said, like the white kid wherever I went, and it was because I wanted to feel special. Right. And so I, I, Seeked out the opportunities to feel special. 
And that was like, be good at academics, sports, or be the white kid in the group. So when I was the white kid in the group around like 13, 14 in middle school, all my friends were black or Latino. So they were saying the N-word openly. And after like, after like, you know, going to bodies with your friends and shit, right. smoking with them every day, committing crimes together, you form a bond. What kind of crimes? I say that to the camera, communicate on the date. So, um, I'm just joking. We've already admitted the crimes. No, this is I'm an open fucking book. I, uh, let me say the scummiest things I used to do. I used to, because uh, I was also in percussion. Right. And that's tied into band. Nice. So all the band kids are like, maybe I want to try weed for prom. So prom, every year, I'd go up to band kids and I'd be like, hey, I can make you edibles. Just give me a hundred dollars. I like where this is going. I feel give like- me a hundred dollars. I'll make you brownies. What flavor do you want them? You know, like any specifications. Right. You're and mint, Oreos, M and M's. I'm a chef. So, come prom night, I would just turn on my phone. And then the next day at school, they're like, "What the fuck happened?" And I was like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah. Five, five. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's not even small. That's not even a crime. That's that. You're just a good scam. I love a good scam. It's so right. the best scams is when they come back up to you and they're like, "Look me in the face. What are you gonna do?" They can't. I'm like, "What are you gonna say?" Oh, I took money from you because you wanted a drug. Like you, yeah. I'm like, I remember saying that to a kid. Like, you wanted to get fucked up on a night that you were supposed to remember forever. That says more about you than I'm a fucking S tier gaslighter. I'm a fucking, yeah. You should put that on your Tinder bio. You know? S tier gaslighter. <laughs> Get all the Latinas. Oh, you? yeah. Yeah. Gaslighting? That's not even a real word. One of your friends told you. Yeah, like, uh, but we would also. Yeah, I was. I, I sold weed for a long time and I got into like selling shrooms and acid. And then. When it got into coke, like one night, I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll buy like a quad of coke, see what happens. And uh, I bought a quad and then I bagged it into like separate grams. When you're 16, you think everything everything's gonna go perfectly right. I'll sell grams, make triple my money. And like it within a yeah. week. Yeah. I fronted pretty much everything besides one gram for myself. So I did a gram of coke myself when I was, I was 16 at the time. I, I did a gram of coke myself. And then I fronted the other six G's off to like my friends. Yeah, yeah. And they just took two years to pay me back on a hundred dollars or some, you know, it was like some bullshit. So I was like, coke doesn't work for me. But oh, I thought you were gonna say so I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm the type of person when uh, people still owe me money from selling weed. There's this one kid who owes me three hundred dollars right down the street from here on Arizona yeah. and uh, Guadalupe. And he owes me three hundred dollars still, and it's not like I'm paying rent with three hundred dollars. It's the principle of him owing me three hundred dollars and not passing me back. Is it, it's just like I, <laughs> it's a mixture of like you're scum, yeah, as well as like do better. Oh yeah, no, like who doesn't pay people back, dude? I, I, yeah, when I was struggling trying to pay rent in an apartment supporting my one ex ex girlfriend. And I've never asked my parents for rent money. Oh, yeah, never asked them for you're money. On no. people that owe you money. Right. Yeah. No, I've always kept the mindset like if I can't do it alone, I can't do it. 
And that's not true. Like, I'm getting older, I'm learning, like, you can do better things with other people, but I've had so much friction in the past of, like, working with other people with mistrust, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this on my own, yeah. or I'm gonna, like, not do it at all, because I want my way. Maybe I'm a control freak. Yeah. Maybe I am. But then you're saying about too, man. You're gonna get all of those games. I'm a control freak. That's what we're doing. We're actually just fishing for the perfect Tinder bio for you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. <laughs> Wait, I, I used to have this Tinder bio that was completely like a meme, and it did pretty well. It was like, hey ladies, I'm. Uh, what was it? Fuck, how am I blanking on it right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I live in a micro studio apartment with five other people, and it sounds better than it is because you don't know you're gonna have to share it with other people. I don't know, like I just went in. I fucking I'm sorry, I really flubbed that. No, no, you're good, you're good. I've been swinging up in the it's, it's, You just swing. You've been hitting so far, <laughs> which is pretty good. Um, how about this? This was like pretty current. Oh, last yeah. night, remember that drunk guy over at Tempe Tavern? He was fucked up. Dude, this guy, yeah, he oh, uh, the game molested. Yeah. 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 He tried. I guess he tried to like get with DJ and stuff like that. He's like, yeah. I met. I heard him like mention that could be wrong. And then like I'm, I'm talking with the one uh, bartender that I'm like just trying to get out of, which is why I like the guy because uh, he started like backing himself up. So he started like riding on me, and I'm like, no, thank you, but also thank you because now he got me out of talking with this person I no longer want to talk to. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you What do you have going on, Jason? What do I have going on? Uh, yeah, I'm fucking work. I'm being worked like a dog. Where do you work? So I work at Pizzeria in North Scottsdale. Why in Scottsdale, bro? We're out in fucking Tempe. Because uh, I make tips. And, and Scottsdale is in honestly a, the best city to work. I'm, I'm in North North, like North Scottsdale. Uh, okay. so like people like that live in the fucking mountains. Like a Pertate Creek, right? You're getting tipped $10 on a $20. Yeah, the, the milkers up there are putting me through school, so I may not. <laughs> what does that mean? Milks <laughs> <laughs> you work with or milks at the house? The mil- Yeah, the milks that I come and deliver to, all right? Where I'm just like, hey, uh, here's your pizza. They're like, oh, here's $20. And yeah. I'm like... Oh. Yeah. So, honestly, like you know your bottom line and how much you make. Are you comfortable saying that on the podcast that like, sure. how much do you make? Average? Oh, in a month. Oh man, uh, delivering pizzas. Yeah, yeah. So, like something people like think, oh, that's beneath me. Like, I bet you're making like three. I make like anywhere from hundred to two hundred a night. Woo! Two hundred so, a night with like how many deliveries? Uh, like ten to twelve. Uh, and you're in your car listening to your music. Yeah, baby. no manager. Yeah, exactly. No, you see I'm your manager that. and you pick up the pizza. You know? Yeah, I kind of yeah, I come in to get the pizza. There's customers yelling at the poor girl that works behind the counter, and I'm just like, see you a little later. She gets paid sixteen an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I make, I make good money there, and it's it is really nice. But but those yeah. motherfuckers, man, have me working so goddamn much. Hey. And they don't, like, the family that owns it, like, they don't want to work there either. So they just, like, leave me alone for the lunch rush, and I'm like, what the fuck? They got, like, lines at the door. It's Leverage that trust. Yeah. They, tr- they trust you to run the lunch rush. That's mm-hmm. the uh, that's the second priority spot. So, like, in restaurant terminology, mm-hmm. like, you, you're middle management. You're fucking, you're taking care of the things they don't want to take care of, mm-hmm. and... 
maybe I should just add here hourly. No. Just ask for like $2 more hourly and mm-hmm. I'll do the temperatures or like whatever CDC things you need to do like during the lunch rush. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, and you know, it's funny. I thought about that too, but I actually, I found a shortcut. Can I tell you what it is? Tell me. Uh, so my plan is to uh, marry my boss's daughter <laughs> <laughs> and inherit a pizza empire that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Lorenzo's. Oh, Rizzotti's? No, Lorenzo's. Not Uh <laughs> Yeah, because his other daughter has no interest in like running a family business, right? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this one, right? Like, I could probably do it. I could probably take over. You know, if I just get in the family, right? then yeah, I'll be like, sure, Lorenzo, just pass it on over to me. I'll take care of it. You know, we'll let your yeah. legacy live on. Right, like, <laughs> you could you hire me as a bookkeeper, and then I'll just own all of it. Yeah, <laughs> through just take that through the blood. Yeah, be like the Pope. The Pope said so, and so you have to give me your. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's a really funny guy, though. Uh, he he went to the Vatican like a couple years back, and you know he's there to see the Pope, and like it's all like super crowded, and uh, but like it's really quiet because uh, I think like the Pope is like making some kind of prayer. He forgot to turn off his phone, and he's he's like an old man, right? So he's you know the kind of boomer that keeps like his ringtone on, like really oh, loud. Jesus! And his ringtone is like this really like loud chant in Italian. It's just like <laughs> it's just like pick up the phone, and it's like no fuck you, and that and it's like saying like fuck you over and over again, just in the middle of back end post. He's like fuck 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 fuck. Hilarious shit. Dude. <laughs> the most Italian thing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I said earlier my grandma is Italian, yeah, and it's yeah. my dad's stepmom. Oh, so, so right. Not when, your blood. When I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, I'm Italian. <laughs> I have a black cousin. Let's go." You know, like, but turns out I'm like mostly French and Scottish or Irish. I'm just yeah. not fucking yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm a dirty <laughs> Nick. Yeah, you can see it in my face, like my hand. I have one of those like whiskey boom faces. <laughs> then you're like, oh, it's yes. the fetal alcohol syndrome. Your Irish mother couldn't put down a bottle in between beatings. Dude, my mom is like straight edge as fuck. Uh, and my dad is the party. Oh, uh, okay. And he's toned it back. Now he's like getting older. He has diabetes, so like he's just smoking weed now. But when he was around my age, he was just doing blow. Fucking, he moved out to LA to pursue a music career. Okay. He still has a band, he's a singer and musician. Oh, okay. So I was always raised around like him having rehearsals. I was going out to shows, wrapping up his fucking cord mics at like eight years old. That's pretty cool. So it's, yeah, that's what like gave me such stage confidence is like, that's part of- Kind of grew up around it. And my mom was a theater teacher. Both of them were theater oh, teachers, but my dad did music at night. But both of them being theater teachers, they would put me in plays when I was young as like a kid. So it's just like I you perform. Yeah. Like as like that was my norm. When I learned as a kid, like, oh, everyone's parents aren't theater teachers. Some mm-hmm. of them are accountants or engineers <laughs> or just working at Circle K. And I'm like, oh, like this is a very niche specific family I'm being born into, and it's very artistic. So me being coming, be me doing comedy yeah. is very like on track. Of course. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. So my whole family is just like yeah, yeah, like super supportive to the point where it's like 
I wish they weren't, because like I wish I had a hard shit to tell people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, no, no. it is like no, they're all for. I don't have a soft story, unfortunately. I told my dad, and he started crying. <laughs> he and he loved seeing me. Like the last set I had at JP's, uh, he came out and I clarified with him. The first time he saw me, he was like, "Oh, I'll be your cameraman." I'll, you know, I'll be your cameraman. Don't worry. He took four pictures. <laughs> I was like, dude. Comedy works best when you record. Yeah, yeah, so you don't need to still, you need the full. Yeah, and then he recorded like a couple minutes in my last set and like, hey, dude, like he's, he's just so fucking supportive. And uh, so it's kind of shitty that I don't have anything to complain about there because my parents are like full bore. Like, I, I'm actually the golden child. They're holding you back, man. Yeah. You're <laughs> supposed I'm, to break in. Yeah. Crowd with your struggle and then kill yourself yeah. at 27. I mean, like, <laughs> you can't be an artist if you don't do that. Right. And my older sister started working at Stand Up Live in oh, Phoenix. Okay. So yeah. she's like getting into the comedy scene, just working there. And I want the same for my brother, too. And he always wanted to like do sketches with me, but it's uh, the self starting mentality. Like, why did you start this podcast? And it's a whole lot of talking yourself up. I think we were just bored and drunk. Yeah, we were drunk. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. The confidence. The confidence being like, <laughs> I'm, I'm worth listening to for an hour. And I will not be sober. Yes. And people too. <laughs> like, sometimes like people just text me and they're like, dude, this thing you said on the podcast, and I won't remember it. Nah. And I go back and I listen to it and I'm like, that, yeah, that was profound. And like, I do have that, yeah, everyone has that inside of them of just be natural. Mm-hmm. People love seeing natural human beings. Yeah, I think one of the least funny things you can do too is like try to be funny or mm-hmm. think about being funny. Like you were talking about how you were like flubbing earlier. I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. you know, if you start thinking like that, it's down. You, know, you just gotta be like, no, you know what? Fuck them. They didn't laugh at that. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. Let's, let's come up with one, one final topic. What, what, what's a what's a good what's a what's a lighthearted one? What makes you happy? Oh no, that's gonna get philosophical. What's up? What's What's the funniest thing that's happened in the news recently? Oh, well, let's see. You you got you got Putin trying to invade Ukraine, which is like, what what's even happening in the Ukraine? Like, okay, I'm trying to come up. I was checking Twitter if there was like any funny news headlines. Nothing came up. MGK is getting engaged with uh, Megan Fox. Sick. I love that for him. Well, it's because there's, there's a direct correlation between how well MGK is doing in his career and how much I get laid. So, because <laughs> you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm really No, no, like legit. Like, there's an extreme overlap between uh, him and MGK and women that are into both. <laughs> It, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. So I, I need him to do well. I, I thank him. You know, I don't like his music, but I <laughs> I love what he's doing the, for the people. Watch me. Watching career. <laughs> it's the same thing with like Joe Rogan. Ah, yeah. Yes. It's like the better he does, the more bald kings, <laughs> bald <laughs> short kings. Have you, ever, have you ever seen Californication? No. Oh, doesn't he? Isn't he kind of a rock? Yeah, it's kind of a rock. It's kind of a rock. Who's wrong? Uh, oh. Okay, so Californication, right? It's one of my. It's probably, if not my favorite show. It's about a guy who's a writer from New York, goes out to California, and like, because his book sold. He sold the book for a big movie rights, and movie sold well, but it tarnished what he was really writing about the book. 
So now he's just a shitty rider. Well, not a shitty rider, but he's had huge riders. <laughs> and Charlie Runkle is his scummy uh, agent. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like, Runkle, he's like this, like, you know, bald, sleazeball Hollywood agent, you know? But he fucks yeah, it. He's like, all the time. He's always the butt of the joke, but he's still getting, like, pussy sense. Like, he also got ahead in the back of a car by training. So, I mean, yeah, like, oh, hey! Some some parallels. One time I was going to a restaurant with my friends and my ex, and all of them were drunk besides me. I was the DD. Yeah. And my ex was sitting the shotgun. She started giving me <laughs> she started giving me roadhead. And my friends in the back didn't notice. What? What? How do you not know? How big is this car? And how drunk it's, it's it's fair. It's fair. I'll get hard and pull it out right now. No, 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 we're, we're no, we'll take your words for it. Okay. That's, that's, that's pretty old. The assets are shit to only fans. I'm a grower. And, uh, <laughs> aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all? And my, my friends didn't notice. And I bring that up to them all the time. That kind of upset me, honestly. I'd be like, hi, I'm here, getting the finest grow head of my life. And right. you couldn't even acknowledge that? You couldn't even It was like they you know, <laughs> How dare they? In the, in the moment I needed the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're ignoring my roadhead, what else are you ignoring? Right. <laughs> Shit, so, so, okay, let, let, let's pivot. Uh, your podcast, you know? Yes. Your, so, so, uh, it, it, I, I was telling, uh, I was telling, uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's do a little happy, because uh, I, uh, I think he, Right after this, I gotta finish everything, so I won't be able to hang out as much as trying to get bloodshed. So, <laughs> me too. Just, yeah, just make sure you're good to drive and all that shit. But, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, your podcast, you're saying, because I was trying to say that we're the shittiest podcast in Phoenix, and, the, and, and it seems like you're trying to rival that. <laughs> yes, or, 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 or maybe we're trying to rival yours, you know, in terms right. of shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I've been recording my podcast, Big Couch, Little Couch. L-I-L couch, big couch, little couch. Yeah. Because, um, I, yeah, because I don't see the point in putting too much production value in it unless I'm trying to have a show. And I'm trying to get off me naturally. Right. And that's low production because that's who I am. And it's, um, yeah, trying to stay honest who to who I am. If I have someone who's very close to me, we just riff on things. But if it's someone who I don't know too much, like mm-hmm. if I had you on my podcast, I would try to ask you more interview questions, not get too fucked up, because I'm very vague. If you want to chill out after this, that's the ass hats and shampoo strategy right there. We get you fucked up, we get you saying shit, and we like it. Yeah, there's like, you know, people become, like, famous and, like, all right, I'm going to release this shit and put me on a fucking show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, besides my podcast, Big Couch and Little Couch, um, follow me on Instagram, Seth G. Balance, on TikTok at OpenMike666. Yeah, we'll point all that shit. We'll keep that in the description. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm trying to do more sketches. Yeah. So, if you ever want to be in it, well, sketches, like, that. I'm constantly writing shit where it doesn't feed into stand-up, so yeah. I'm like, that has to be a sketch. Yeah, it just has like a... You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, two, two parallels. 
Right. So I'm trying to, I need to get a better phone or a camera Sounds so I can get yeah. better visual quality. Um, but yeah, it's going to be under that, either Seth G. Balance or Open Mind 666, which I should change the name for soon. I love that name. That was, <laughs> that's dope. Open Mind 666. Yeah, actually, I should keep it as that on TikTok, but... Um, yeah, I want to write more sketches because I got into comedy because I wanted to be an actor or a director. Hey, you're, uh, you're, you're uh, close to LA, man. I really am, but LA is a fucking shit show now. Oh, God, yeah. There's always one. Reason why I want to You got any shows coming up? JP's is a comedy club in Gilbert that I'm doing a show at on the 19th. And I'm coming back from New York. I'm going to go to New York and oh, sure. okay. do a bunch of open mics with a bunch of my friends. So when I come back, it's going to be like the freshest shit that I have. So if you want to see me on my top gear, it's going to be at JP's the 19th, which is probably this episode is probably releasing like the day before. before it's, after. it's actually, uh, you said the 19th, right? Yeah. Uh, it should actually come out two weeks before. Oh, yeah. February. Yeah, February 7th. Sick. Okay, so February 19th at JP's on Lindsay and Warner and Gilbert. Um, I'm only probably doing a five minute spot because I've been doing comedy for like two minutes. But I know that's um, it's still a great way. Great spot, great hour. You need to stay that way. Like, you need to stay like. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be funny. Yeah. And honestly, JP is getting funnier. Okay. Because JP is a comedy club owner as well as a comic. The cop comic. The cop comic. Mm, Check him out. And he's actually getting better. I was on a show with him last Saturday. Yeah. And when he booked me on the late show on Saturday, that's that's the prized possession. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you get booked on a Saturday late show, like, that's the end of the weekend. Everyone, like, if you're going to go to a show, that's the show you go to. Oh, exactly. Right. So I was like, thank you. And then everyone else on the fucking lineup was dog shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can we, can we talk before we go? Okay. The, the, the lineups are never- Five more minutes on how trash Yeah, yeah. No, everyone yeah, is. Let's get it out. I'm just a big fan <laughs> of Garrett, like, Thank you some water, by the way. Thank you. Because, Garrett, like, you are 40% better than the average of Arizona Open Night. Oh, I appreciate, I appreciate that. You are. Like, there's there's a level between you and them because you have that open yeah. attitude yeah. that you write new shit down, you try it out, and you don't care if it wants. And yeah. that's the good Just shit. Shotgun pellet, something's bound to stick. That's, that's my philosophy. At least one, and then you rewrite it. Yeah, like you have that true comic mindset where other people are like, I have five minutes. I'm going to do the five minutes till I die. And that's. I can't do that now. That's toxicity. You can't have that in your fucking life. So I really do appreciate yeah. that. Okay. And, I appreciate the kind of too, you know? Yeah. I can feel I the same way. It's just like some people some people just go up and like you can just kinda of almost say word for word what they're doing. Because yeah. like you see them at the same six a week, they, they don't tweak anything and you're just yeah. like What if, what are you here for, dude? If you weren't yeah, if you're a comic and 
you don't get booked on a show every week and you aren't going to four nights a week. So it, when that breaks down, like if you aren't getting booked every week and you aren't doing four nights a week, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Oh, bring, so, yeah, bring that to the JV stuff though. Yeah, do seven nights a week and get booked on no shows and you will be better. Oh yeah. Three months. Hundred percent. Do the work. Just do the work. JP, book us more. That's she wants to be better. Dude, I, I want to have both of you on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> separate. I'm going to have, have, have Jameson Jameson separate from... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah. Right. We've never done a podcast away from each other, so that'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't, don't skill him away from me. I need him. <laughs> He's my straight man, so... We get along on, like, the screamo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went out to, like... The word alive shows oh, and shit like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's dope. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Yucca? No, I've never been to Yucca. Oh, yeah, yeah, You can tap room for comedy and music. Fun. There's a lot of punk rock there. I got fucking shrugged by a bass player one time. He <laughs> just completely disregarded me. I was like, what the fuck? It's great. That's not a But yeah, before we close out, Big Couch, Little Couch, um, Seth Balance on Instagram. And open mic six 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 on TikTok. Yeah, don't worry, we'll, we'll plug all that shit. And oh, um, February nineteenth show, you said. February one second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you said, yeah. I'll send you. I'll yeah, send yeah. It. And, yeah, and then if uh, any other shows come up before this episode's released or like on the day, just let us know why. That's in the description. Uh, Jameson, as usual, any other shows for you? Uh, yeah, so check me out on uh, Ass Hats and Shampoo episode 2 being uploaded later today. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Go ahead. Up today's data budget. Who's on that? Who's on that? That's well, Alex Aguilar. Yeah, Alex Aguilar. That was good. That was a good one. Um, yeah, We're excited for the third episode. Yeah, third, third episode uh, with Andrew Rayon. That was a good one. I, cool. I love it. Is this a good one? No, no, I said, yeah, this is a golden one as well. Yeah. Like every episode is just about topping each other, which I, I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy where every episode is getting better than the last. The production quality on this is definitely higher than mine. <laughs> don't say like, that. I, don't, don't, don't say I, that. I, I turn on an audio interface and just like plug in two mics and I just interview. <laughs> Man, fine. So, we're just gonna be middling around that. We can't yeah, be yeah. We have to finish these podcasts. I'm definitely there unless it's two beers day off. Okay, like, well, okay, well, then, 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 then there's a perfect circuit from low to bottom. It's two years, yours, us, the final stop. You know, there's right, a clear right. pyramid. Dude, Daniel spends so much time on that shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I couldn't do, like, a podcast with video is, it requires a producer. We, we literally just pay some dude on the internet from Bangladesh to do it all. No, it's a Dude, that place is a gold Dude, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I should just like do like, hey, here's the video, here's, here's the audio, yeah, here's the audio, and any uh, any any gaps when the camera dies out, here's the still images, pick your choice, there you go. The artists of DACA are literally creating our brand. So <laughs> yeah, like, like that, our, our cover art, I paid some guy from uh, from uh, Bangladesh like thirty bucks. I'm like, here you go. The language barrier in those PMs are fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I need to because uh, this. Like, my thumbnail for my podcast is just a picture of me, so I need to, uh, 
Pay someone get you a contract. It was it was so difficult though, like trying to get the logo that we wanted because we were having to send around photos of uh, Garrett's bare naked ass. (laughs) Yeah, because like if if, uh, you look on the cover, uh, Jameson is fine, but the actual picture of like the guy face down ass up—that's my that's my ass, you know, right there. And so many artists were just like, "Sorry, I don't do nudity." But uh, yeah, I'll get you in contact with Squadra. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Oh, don't we? Get, aren't we forgetting one thing? Though? Well, what are we? We have a question to ask our guest here. Oh, no, yes. question we ask yes. everybody. That's the perennial question on this podcast. We'll yes. ask it, but after after what happened with Andrew, the I think he he, he sealed the question. Oh, so you think that question's done? So let's get the scoreboard up on the screen. It, all right. It was <laughs> okay. The point is, all right. Let's say you're you're having a threesome. Let's well, well, no, let's say like yeah. ourselves. Let's say if there are two women in a bed with you. All right. You eat out both, but you only fuck one. Is that a threesome? Yes. Never mind, we're asking this question again. Oh, <laughs> Why not? Why okay, not? So imagine, uh, imagine your mommy comes home and he says, like, yeah. I just had a threesome, right? Like, what do you think happens in your head? Like, what do you imagine, right? In my head? Yeah. They fucked both. Yeah, because you know what a threesome is, right? You've right. seen it on Pornhub. Or, yeah. You know what that looks like, right? Afraid. You come yeah. to find out that all he did is eat out a girl and fucked a girl. He right. really just had sex on top of someone else. That was it. Yeah. He didn't have a threesome. That's not sex to two people. All right? But he makes the argument, oh, because I was smoking here, and it was like manipulating the way her mouth was moving. Yeah, was it was kind of like a lot. Rusting helped her eat out the other chest. Like it was a transit property type situation. Yeah, I don't buy it. I buy it. Physics, baby. I don't know. <laughs> you have a threesome. Thank you. I think that's yeah. too loose on the definition. <laughs> if, if I'm told by two girls that, that they want to have a threesome with me, and that's all that happens, I'm disappointed. All right? I'm a little disappointed. That's true. I would okay. be, but I think my, my expectations were. Exactly. That my expectations were on the ground is it happens spontaneously. Yeah, almost right. <laughs> How was that? Uh, uh, an unnamed fourth party uh, walk in. Yep. Um, Anything else before we close out? No, I think I think that's pretty okay. good. Sounds good. But again, big couch, little couch. Seth G balance on Instagram. Big couch. Uh, open mic six 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 on TikTok. Which is probably what I'm going to get most of my following from. Yeah, yeah, the TikTok algorithm, man. It's, it's, TikTok algorithm, man. It's, it's like, a helper. It's, it's it is. I got like 6,000 views on this one video where I just like stabbed a condom. And so, like, that's all it takes, man. Yeah, that's all it takes. It doesn't take a five minute set, it takes a five second video of stabbing a condom. Yes, sir. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Ass hats and shampoo. Ass hats and shampoo. Right. You're part of the ass hats family. <laughs> All right, man. Right. We can still hang out and talk, but yeah. I need pee.